I'm addicted to those kinds of videos <laughs> with all the people that do the things. I think there's some stuff in there for all of us. Well, I have a treat for you. Now, I know it's not a competition and there's four things in this Advent conspiracy. What do we got? We've got worship fully, spend less, give more and love all. But today's the one that's going to rattle around in your head, the one that's going to get you excited to put into place first. That's right. I know. Sounds like big, bold claims, but it's true. This is the one that makes all the others possible. I'm sorry to say it's also the hardest one, the most uncomfortable one, the one most of us don't want to talk about. But when we do this and we all do it together, what did I say? It makes all the others more possible than before. Like the video, we all know Christmas can sometimes be stressful. So let me tell you about my friend Brenda. Brenda is, lives locally, has three kids. The eldest is a teenager and then nine and four. She also has a sister and parents who live nearby, a brother in Queensland. She's mean, meaning to visit him for ages, but it's expensive to take a family of five up to Queensland, even though accommodation's free with him. Last year, she decided to be super organised for Christmas. Throughout the year, she bought a couple presents. But she didn't realise and always forgets just how long her Christmas list really is. She had to buy for her three kids and her partner, her sister, her, her siblings and their children, of which gives her four nephews and nieces, there's her husband's siblings and their children, so a total of nine nephews and nieces, her parents, his parents. The kids like to get things for their teachers and the kids wanted to get something for a friend, so she said they could all get something for one friend each and then she does something for her friends. Husband doesn't really do anything. Where am I up to? This is a long list. Oh, then there's all the Chris Christmas parties. Her work, her husband's work, the kids dance studio has one, the, the boys cricket club does one, all the kids do one in their classes, she doesn't have to attend but they all do have a little Kris Kringle which requires a gift for all of them. Sometimes the Kris Kringles have a specific theme so you can't use the one you got in the previous one at the next one because it doesn't match the theme which is what I like to do, I just buy one and then Whatever I get the next one, I give it the next one. She added it up. She had to buy 13 Kris Kringle presents. And they're all, what, $10 each? $12 each? Where am I up to? Oh, hang on. Christmas Eve. Christmas Day. Somewhere in all of that. Thankfully, she wasn't hosting because that's less stress, right, than um, bundling everyone into the car and trying to keep the hot food hot and the cold food cold, packing all the presents that you're giving and all the kids' swim clothes and towels and extra clothes to get to wherever it is you need to get to, to get to church, then quickly rush home for whatever was in the fridge and then rush to the place that you're going to, unless you did it on Christmas Eve, but still. I think, I think we're there. What else? She did a bit of cooking and baking. Brenda didn't want to think she was stressed. This is pretty normal 
And it's fun, right? But it did take up a lot of her time. In the end, she didn't really manage to stick to her budget. Just, it got a bit frantic at the end there. She did manage to just pay off the credit card though, but a couple bills in January were a little bit late while she waited for her bank account to get back up again. That's okay, we did it, it was fun, right? Oh, and the last thing. The present that she bought for her teenager during the year she thought was perfect. Her daughter had mentioned it, she went out and got it, kept it hidden away. But by the time it got to Christmas, her daughter didn't want that anymore. She really, really wanted something else and been talking about it for the weeks leading up to Christmas. So she had to go buy another one. And the first one, it'd been too late. She couldn't refund it or get her money back. Maybe that's not you. Maybe that's just Brenda. Crazy, crazy Brenda. <laughs> but maybe Christmas does take up a fair bit more of your time than any other time of the year. Or maybe it stirs up a lot of emotional turmoil of all of the events and the people. I'm not the most people person. I have a limit. Or maybe it makes you feel bad because you spent too much. Or maybe you feel bad because you didn't have enough to spend this year. But still, all these feelings. Maybe you bounce from event to event in a whirlwind of food and parties and Kris Kringles. Or maybe you feel more alone than ever because friends and family are far away or fallen away. Well, I think, I don't want to talk for everyone, but I think we can say that in this consumeristic, materialistic world, one thing at Christmas stands out most, and that's presents. Presents! Presents! I must admit, I do really like presents. Getting them, you know. We spend a lot on presents. We've seen that video, I think, two weeks in a row now. It said that we spent last year, globally, one trillion. Trillion dollars. Like, that's a lot of zeros. And apparently you'd only take only 200 billion, which is less than a trillion numbers we don't use much, I know. You'd only take 200 billion to end world poverty and solve the current water crisis. I did, being a numbers person, try to verify these and make sure these weren't made up numbers and there's a lot of controversy on it. Some people say that's too much, some people say it's too little, some people need 200 billion for five years in a row. But either way, none of these numbers actually said anything over a trillion dollars. Like none of them came close. That's solving world hunger. For something a little closer to home, Australia spent $25 billion last year. I tried to find something to say, well, what if we didn't buy presents and spend so much on Christmas, what could Australia solve in our own country? Now, no one's done big numbers of, like, what would it cost to solve homelessness in Australia or poverty or things like that. But I did find, interestingly, that the entire NDIS scheme, which currently is not fully funded, would require the same amount of money that we spent on Christmas last year. So imagine if we didn't spend so much on presents and more on helping those in our community who require assistance. Okay, I have a Bible verse to be Christian. The seed cast in the weeds represents the ones who hear the kingdom news but are overwhelmed with worries about all the things they have to do and all the things they want to get. The stress strangles what they've heard and nothing comes of it. 
But seed planted on good earth represents those who hear the word, embrace it, and produce a harvest beyond their wildest dreams. We often use that when talking about salvation, people hearing the word, but we're supposed to hear God's word all the time, right? All the time. And you'd think, or I like to think, especially leading up to Christmas, supposed to be about God. So, like, in Christmas, are we hearing the good news or are we overwhelmed? Do we hear from God throughout the rest of the year, but this is the year that it's about Jesus anyway, but are we hearing the word? What if I said, I have stories, because I like stories, about how if we spend less, this Christmas, and I'm talking about money, not some metaphorical, apply this message however you want. I'm kind of being a bit direct. I'm saying spend less money. <clears throat> this Christmas, we'll be able to have the mental space to worship fully, which is what we talked about last week with Shirlene. I noticed last week that when we were sit singing in praise and worship, I was thinking about Christmas. <laughs> and I was realising a couple of things and I'm like, so yes, getting out some of those Christmas lists so we can not think about Christmas when we're supposed to be worshipping. That spending less gives us, and this is important, the funds and the ability to give more. There are so many needs in our community that are only exacerbated about this type of year. And unfortunately, funding for those things seems to dry up around this time of year as people direct their money to the cost of Christmas. Spending less brings us back to focusing on God and when we are focused on God, it overflows from us to love all and all those love bombs that Rick has been talking about. When that's in us and overflowing, I want presence of that, like gifts of that to overflow out of me at this time of year instead of being distracted. What if I said the roadblocks we think are roadblocks to spending less are not roadblocks at all? That if we commit to spending less, we can experience a freedom in our soul. We'll no longer be bound up by a commitment to get presents for everyone and everything. And that's, the, that's a heart thing. I'm not just saying spending less on a present, but it's more about, well, why do we want to? What's this obligation, taking these things to God and saying, why do I feel like I have to do this? Do I really? The guilt will be gone. But yet people will be excited to receive the things you do give because they will be thoughtful and meaningful and specific to that person and the relationship you have with them. What if I said that if we gave less, we could do all our Christmas shopping in one trip? I used to do that when I was younger and I thought it was because I was really organised. It's because I had hardly anyone to buy presents for. It's like my, my brother, my mum and dad. And I had no idea why people would go around and, and I do now. What if I said that if we spend less, we could put music on and enjoy being home while we create things for people instead of buy things? What if instead of buying a $10 box of chocolates for each of the kids' teachers. We just made one big batch of strop bread and hand them out and had the kids help us with it. 
not saying you have to be a baker to be able to spend less, but it does help. It's so much cheaper. There are, it's not to say we won't spend any money, but that the things that we do buy are careful and considered. We want to think about it. And additionally, imagine if when we buy a present for someone, it blesses someone else somewhere. Now, this is possible. It means that sometimes it might not mean walking into the plaza and doing a lap. It might require a little bit more thought, but you can buy things that are made by worthwhile causes, local creators, and companies that are committed to giving back to their communities. A little bit more thought and research. But this is about what are we, what are we doing with Christmas that can worship God, give more, like and technically, if, if, if depending on how and where we buy the things we do actually put our money down for, we can give to a friend and give to someone in another country. And loving all, like, makes you feel good, right? <laughs> what if I said that you will no longer end up with stuff you have to find homes for, your closets and cupboards aren't overrun with junk, like that song was like, oh, there's crap, I bought for Christmas. I did consider, do I play this video in church or not? <laughs> Especially stuff you're not going to touch again. Or things that are sitting in the cupboard waiting until an appropriate time has gone past until you can re-gift it. Or put it on Facebook Marketplace, which is difficult because then people see what you list. So maybe Gumtree. What if I said we would no longer be trying to squish everything into time that we somehow don't seem to have at this time of year? Like we all have the same time in the other parts of the year, but why does this feel like we've got none? What if I said we would be able to slow down and enjoy the gatherings and the parties with our friends, our workmates and our family? Now, before you think I'm making this up, I am preaching to myself, but even though this series is only two years old to our church, churches around the world have been doing Advent Conspiracy and talking about this topic for over a decade. We're just a little bit late to the Do Jesus Birthday Proper Party. So here's some things real people have written about it. These are not my words. It's not me telling you what to do. These are real people. Someone said, this messed me up. Advent Conspiracy made me realise that I don't really want gifts and most people don't want mine either. What I want is more time together with the important people in my life. This is real people who have done this. Someone said, we didn't buy perfect gifts for each other, but we had less stress. See, I could be really organised and write everything out, but sometimes the reason why everything ends up stressed is not because I'm not organised. I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking for months about the perfect present for that person. I can't just get them anything. I know they don't like gift cards because that thinks apparently means that I haven't thought about them. They like. And so you spend forever and all this stress for the perfect present. What would this person like? What do they do in their life? How can I show them that I think about them and care about them? And then before you know it, time just disappears and disappears and disappears. And it's like the day before Christmas and you still haven't bought them perfect and then you run out and buy a gift card. Someone said... For the first time in a long time, I am excited about Christmas instead of dreading it. I hope we do Advent Conspiracy as a church every year. Me too. 
Someone said AC. Ooh, got lingo. AC defines how defines how we do Christmas with our family and has impacted the culture of our church. It defines their Christmas. If you sit down as a family this year, is what we're talking about last week, this week, and the next two weeks, is it defining your Christmas? Like these are big, these are big words. It defines their Christmas. It sets the tone for their Christmas. It decides how they're going to do Christmas and why they do it that way. And it's impacted the culture of their church. Like their entire church culture has taken this on board and run with it. We choose less stress stuff more time together more worship and more blessing like I want to know what their church has been like the last 10 years I want to talk to them and see what is it their families have been doing how does this create culture if we all jump on board